Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcast on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your April 11th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions that are custom-fitted to your business and personal needs. They offer both drought and crop insurance, and they also offer LRPs for both feeder and fed cattle. If you'd like to learn more about 4T Ag Insurance, head on over to to their website, www.4tag.net. That is the number four, T-A-G.net. We are also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within the industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. There are a lot of ag publications out there, but I have to say that American Beef Producer, they have to be near the top. They do a fantastic job. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you all to check out their April issue. All you got to do is click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That's going to take you over to their Facebook page where you can do just that. 
American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. And finally, Circle 5 Cow School. Whether you were learning, whether you were wanting to learn how to protect your own cows or start AIing Circle 5 Cow School, they are the way to go. Almost every week, they are hosting classes somewhere between Texas and Tennessee. If you would like to check out their schedule, head on over to circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there. Or you can go ahead and just give them a follow on Facebook. The cattle range has reported that in the last two years, U.S. demand for processing grade beef has significantly increased. And as a result, our nation's imports of Brazilian beef has spiked. In January of this year, Brazilian beef imports almost climbed all the way to 100 million pounds. 83 million of those pounds uh, of that beef was fresh beef, something to keep in mind as we continue to go through this story. That's more than a 500% increase year over year just in the month of January. Way to start the year off with a bang. In the past, the U.S. has mostly imported heat-treated beef products from Brazil, including prepared or preserved beef. But as we can all remember, back in February of 2020, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service determined that fresh beef from Brazil was eligible for import. Before that, we had cut off those fresh beef imports back in June of 2017 when it was discovered that numerous packing plants down in Brazil, they had some major sanitary issues. So that's when we cut off those imports. But again, we opened our borders right back up a few years later in 2020. Other factors contributing to increased Brazilian beef imports are record high U.S. beef prices and drought impacted supplies in Australia. The U.S. would typically source beef from down under, but Australia's historical drought has hindered those imports and instead has fueled imports from Brazil. In September of 2021, China halted Brazilian beef imports due to the discovery of mad cow disease. And keep in mind, uh, when China, when they were closing their borders to Brazilian beef imports to the United States, we kept our borders wide open at a time when there were numerous cases uh, confirmed of mad cow disease down in Brazil. Just something to think about this morning. But back to China. So in 2021, China received 40% of Brazil's exported beef, but that all came to a stop when mad cow disease was discovered. China's embargo on Brazilian beef, uh, it excuse me, China's embargo on Brazilian beef that they put in place in September, that was lifted in December. So it was in place for a very short time, but not before Brazilian beef was redirected to other markets. And of course, one of those markets was the United States. This update is also sponsored by Ag Risk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, Ag Risk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, go ahead and reach out to an advisor today. The Wall Street Journal has reported that in the month of March, global food prices hit a new record high, according to the United Nations. This news comes as no surprise as the war continues to rage in Ukraine, threatening food shortages in some of the world's poorest countries and increasing inflation challenges for Western food manufacturers. The war has halted Ukraine's exports of uh, wheat, sunflower, sunflower oil, and other produce, and it has also hindered exports out of Russia. 
the lack of grain exported now from both of these countries will most likely take beef and other meat prices higher than we're already seeing. Essentially, there is no ceiling for the price of meat at the meat counter. The UN Food and Ag Organization said on Friday that its food price index, and that is a measure of the most commonly traded food commodities, it rose 12.7% to hit uh, 159.3 points in March. This is the highest level uh, the index has ever seen since it was first developed in 1990, and much of that is due to higher grain prices. Experts worry that the war in Ukraine could be long-lasting, and it kind of looks like it's going that way. This is going to be even more detrimental for the ag industry over there in Ukraine as uh, as the fighting turns up farmland, destroys infrastructure, and deprives farmers of fuel and fertilizers. Additionally, many farmers or farmhands, they have just hightailed it out of the country or they have went to war to fight the Russians. The Ukrainian government predicts there will be a 20 there will be 25% less land planted this spring compared to a normal year, but some experts believe that is an incredibly optimistic an optimistic uh, um, an optimistic outlook, excuse me. They expect the war the impact of the war to be much worse on the farming sector. KRVN News, they reported that early estimates show the wildfire that burned across Gosper County into northern uh, northern Furnace County in south-central Nebraska late last week has burned about 30,000 acres. Keep in mind, this is an early unofficial estimate. Could be much higher, could be lower. They aren't sure yet. According to the Nebraska Emergency Management, the fire is about 20 miles in length and right around four miles wide. On Friday, it was also reported that an estimated eight primary homes and 48 outbuildings were destroyed by the fire. Again, an unofficial unofficial estimate. The loss of livestock has yet to be determined. On Friday, Nebraska's Governor Pete Ricketts issued a state emergency declaration which allows state assets and the government's emergency fund to be used for response to the fire. The fire began on Thursday around noon, seven miles southwest of Elwood. Investigators with the Nebraska State Fire Marshal Agency determined the cause of the fire was accidental as a result of strong winds blowing a dead tree onto a power line. And yes, on Thursday, the winds were horrendous here in central Nebraska. I'm sure a lot of folks had terrible winds last week uh, here in the Midwest. There was a gust just south of us. It was reported, uh, I think it was 68 miles an hour. Um, it was just an absolutely terrible day when it came to wind. Could not have picked a worse day for a fire. Around 40 fire departments from across the state showed up on Thursday to fight the blaze. On Friday, thank the good Lord, two UH-60 Blackhawk helicopters with crews, a 25-person wildland task force hand crew, and support vehicles from the Nebraska National Guard were deployed to the fire. The fire, uh, it just didn't take land homes and buildings, uh, it also proved to be fatal. On Thursday, a Ford expedition driven by Phelps County Emergency Manager Justin Norris and with passenger uh, Darren Kroll, chief of the Elwood Volunteer Fire Department, was struck head on by a truck hauling water north of Arapahoe on Highway 283. Chief Kroll, 54 of Elwood, he passed away at the scene and Norris, 40 of Holdridge, he is now in a hospital in Omaha, the driver of the water truck, he had no, uh, he was not injured. 
As of Friday, responders were establishing a perimeter, working hotspots, and cooling the interior of the fire. So when I recorded this update, I there has not been any news, not a lot of news over the weekend as to what percent of the fire is now contained. I believe on Saturday it was 30% contained. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure where it's at as I, I, I record this. Um, the wind did blow out of the south here yesterday. So that would have caused the fire to come back over itself and hopefully helped out those fire, those firefighters a little bit. Uh, if you would like to donate to the fire relief, KRVN, they have a wildfire relief page on their website that you can, that you can visit. They have all kinds of information on there, um, where donations can be sent to, different donations they're looking for. All you gotta do is just click the link above in the caption of this video uh, that will take you to the wildfire relief page. Also, if you just follow KRVN, uh, KRVN News out of Lexington on Facebook, they have all kinds of information on there. There was some information yesterday about hay donations. Um, they do a great job of keeping everyone lined out when it comes to the news and they are doing a fantastic job with uh, covering this wildfire in South Central Nebraska. My thoughts and prayers goes out to everyone involved in this fire. Anyone that has suffered any kind of loss. Uh, thoughts and prayers to all the firefighters that have fought that fire. Um, it, it has been horrendous. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, we're, we're just kind of holding our breath going forward. I'm sure a lot of you out there are doing the same. It is just so darn dry. And with these terrible winds, uh, you just continue to pray, continue to pray for rain. And uh, someone told me the other day, rain will come when you most need it. So, with that, you know, we're just one day closer to that rain that we're all looking for. One last note before I let you guys go this morning. The Senate Ag hearing for the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act is set for the 26th of this month, and the hearing in the House will be on the 27th. I will keep everyone updated on any news that comes out of those hearings. It is great to see that bill progressing within Congress. That is all I have for you guys this morning. Got a little lengthy on you. Uh, I hope you all had a great weekend. It was it was pretty nice weather here. Uh, we worked some cattle. It was it was a good weekend to get ready for calving. Over the next couple days, I'm going to be swamped with processing cattle and also getting things ready for calving. So there will not be an update tomorrow on Tuesday. However, don't fret. I will be back on Wednesday. You all have a wonderful Monday and I'll catch you later.